You're listening to episode 64 of the Broken Glass Podcast, Developing an Entrepreneurial Mindset with Sophia Warren. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. I just wanted to pop in here for a few seconds before we get to Sophia's episode. You might notice some hiccups in the episode. Zoom was being Zoom during the pandemic, and I'm sure we're all starting to get used to it at this point, but the hiccups don't detract from our conversation or the message, and I hope that you are able to get a lot out of this. Sophia was really cool and has such a great entrepreneurial spirit that I think we all need to take example of. I also wanted to quickly let you know about my new online course if you haven't heard. It will help you take your podcast from idea to fully launched podcast. It's called DIY Your Podcast, and Broken Glass Podcast listeners can take 10% off the the course with the code BROKENGLASSPOD10. Head on over to brokenglassmediashop.podia.com. I will link to all of this in the show notes so you can find it. And use the code BROKENGLASSPOD10 to save 10% off your purchase of the DIY Your Podcast e-course. And now here's Sophia. Welcome back to the Broken Glass Podcast. Today I have Sophia Warren with me. She is a singer songwriter based out of Austin, Texas. So welcome to the podcast, Sophia. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. So let's dive right in. Let's just talk about, um, you know, what you're doing right now. And then we'll go back. We'll talk about, you know, your experience coming into music and the music industry. Sounds good. Um, So I right now am starting to uh, create an EP. I've been trying to create an EP for the past like four years, but it's been just so wonky finding the right producer and writing the music. And it's just, yeah, it's it's crazy. I think people don't realize sometimes how hard this is. Like, you don't just like pop out an EP. You got to find that like perfect balance of like producing writing and everything else so that's kind of what I'm doing right now like trying to create an EP and hopefully hopefully it'll be out soon (laughs) oh that's awesome and yeah it is it's you know it's it's not as simple as I mean I guess for some people it's as simple as sitting down and writing from their bedroom but yeah you know when you really want it to be you know what what you pictured in your head (laughs) it can be a lot more than that a lot more involved and especially if if you want this to be your career um you know you you really want to make sure you get it done right so that's really awesome and you know I'm looking forward to to hearing that when it comes out how did you how did you get involved in music like what you know have you always been playing or is it something that you picked up a little bit later um you know as you were growing up so I I was like, when I was younger, my family was just like, they surrounded me with music, like, like the Killers, Nirvana, uh, just every possible band you could ever think of from all different genres. And I've always loved music, but I never saw myself doing it. And as I grew older and older, my parents were like, you should do music, you should sing, you should write, you should do this. And I'm like that defiant child, like, no, I'm going to go do my own thing. No. (laughs) And then finally, um, 
uh, when I was around 12, uh, I started in, in sort of music and, you know, how you go through your emo phase and I was, you know, singing My Chemical Romance and Panic at the Disco and Fall Out Boy and a lot of their music and was centered around mental health. And for someone at that time, for me especially, it was, I was dealing, struggling with mental health issues and I saw how their music affected people and I was like, if... I can affect people like that with my music, that'd be like a dream come true. So I was like, I want to make people feel this comfortable with music. I want to make these people they're in a safe space. And that's really what made me want to do music. I mean, I love singing. I love writing and everything else, but to be able to help people, I think is like my main goal with this. I love that. Um, I think that's so important. Actually, I, I write articles here and there. Um, you know, I, I blog, but I also write about, you know, different things and, and, you know, especially the last couple months, just the, like the mental fatigue and all that. So yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, and, and for me, it was like, how do I overcome you know, the fatigue from not just the pandemic, but the election and yeah, the 24 hour yeah. news cycle and social media. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love that, that message that you have, because I think it's so important. And um, there's a lot of people out there who don't realize how important, how important it is. And yeah. I know, you know, you're, you're fairly young still. So for someone like, you know, for you to recognize that and to really want to speak out about that, I think that's really amazing. And it's, it's an amazing message that you can, and you can really connect with people too, right? Like oh yeah, with your, with your audience, yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. it's a good way to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's, it's absolutely amazing. And it's, it's something that we need to talk about more. And I think through music, you, know, you hear a lot of musicians yeah. talking about it, right? Like you mentioned some of the um, the bands you listen to, but just to have, to have actors and musicians mm-hmm. and other celebrities come out and talk about it and talk about their experiences. I think it, I mean, it not only puts yeah. them on a more human level with everybody else, because exactly. you know, exactly. we always see like, they're like these superstars and nothing touches oh. them, mm-hmm. but to have them come out and then connect with people that way. And, you know, on a personal level, and sometimes even connecting with people through, social media through Twitter, through, uh-huh. um, some, some celebrities, I don't know if you've seen this, they've been, um, there's, a, I guess a company or a, a, an app or something like that, that they can get a phone number and then people can text them. Yeah. And, that. That's yeah. And some are doing that and some are, they, it's not always, you know, their assistant replying, it's them replying sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. And it, I think that helps people and connects, connects them. Um, especially, yeah. 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 So the, the process of, of your recording your EP, which you chatted a little bit about it in the very beginning. Um, you know, what's that been like for you? I mean, from kind of start to where you are now and, and, and looking forward, cause there's so many pieces that are involved in that. Yeah. I mean, if I've throughout the years, I've like recorded with a lot of different people and it's just kind of like finding that spot where, cause I think people don't understand. It's like, there's people are creative, sure, but sometimes you don't blend well with people on the creative end. Like it's very hard for somebody else to kind of understand your vision, which is a problem that I've just that I have been dealing with for the past four years. So it, it's really fine that like, hey, do we blend my vision? Are you hearing me? And a lot of and some of them kind of got the gist but weren't like there it's my first EP I'm trying to find that like 
it's I, I want to make something that I'm very proud of. I don't want to just kind of spit something out because I think it's like, you know, this is the beginning of your career. This is like, you know, <laughs> gonna do all these, hopefully all these things. So right. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm hoping like in the next year, at least to have like, and like an EP package and it's nice. And I'm creating it with somebody who like hundred percent understands my vision and, you know, I'm comfortable because sometimes it's kind of awkward working with somebody. Cause you don't want to be like, I don't like that because they're older than you and have done all these right. other things. And you're just like, ah, but yeah, hopefully. <laughs> like a year. I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah. How many, how many songs are you working on for it? Um, trying to do like five or six I've got a couple down now but yeah okay yeah that's I mean that's a good amount at least to to start out with and then yeah um you know once you release that you can go from there and what's interesting and I've seen some artists doing this is they don't even do full albums anymore they'll do EPs or they just release singles every couple months just to keep you know, keep, keep, uh, fans engaged. Cause you know, you release a full length and you go tour when, when we can tour <laughs> and yeah. you know, it, it, but releasing every couple of months just really keeps the fans listening and keeps them involved in your social media and your, you know, listening on Spotify and connecting with you. Um, do you, do you envision, you know, that kind of for, for yourself, that kind of process, or, I mean, I guess, Kind of what are your ultimate goals within the industry? Um, yeah, I, I've been thinking about releasing like just like a single and kind of, you know, but, but like it's again, it's that thing you want it in your head to be like perfect. You want it to be like, I've worked on this for the, this many years and this is perfect and this is exactly what I want it to be. But I didn't realize how hard that was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I would love that type of person to just be like, ah, I'll just record something and write something and throw it out there but I'm such like a perfectionist mm-hmm. and it's painful sometimes because it's like I just want to oh. put something out but I can't because I this isn't up to my standards so <laughs> I, I think I think hopefully I'll be like I, I am starting to think about just releasing like single by single by single because mm-hmm. having to create an EP in its entirety and then like you know, let's say create it for a year. And then I look back at the first song I did and then I'm like, I don't like this. And then I'll redo it and then I'll go back. And right. Yeah, I think I'll, yeah, I'll probably that, try to start doing single bass, but. Yeah. That, that perfectionism. I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've slowly, slowly had to realize that I can't, nothing is going to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. And that I'm just going to have to kind of let go and just release things. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, now I look back on like the very beginning of the podcast and I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's down to things like, um, and, uh, and, you know, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all those things. And, and then what did my visuals look like? And, you know, I think it's kind of an ever evolving process, but who I, somebody in the entrepreneur space, and I can't remember who it is right now, but they always talk about, um, there we go. Um, <laughs> saying, <laughs> um, you know, do, do B minus work, right. That yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get it out there. Um, and, and just, you know, especially if you're, you're selling like a service, right. And yeah. I've, I've kind of come to that too, with, with my services and things like the, the podcast and the blog. And it's, it's, 
what's my message, get my message out there. And then I can go back and tweak as I need to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's hard to overcome that. It's so hard to, to let go of that. And, and then you get that imposter syndrome and you're like, should I be doing this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at some song I've created like you know, like two months ago. And at the time I was like, this is the greatest song I've ever written. This is perfect. And then I'm like, ah, that, that, no, that was not good. That was awful. Yeah. I've had to start, I've had to start or stop going back and especially with my writing, rereading things. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Because once it's published, I don't want to go, you know, I want to just leave it as it is, but then I go back and I'm like, no, I should have written this way. And I should (laughs) have So I stopped. I said, you know what? I'm going to stop going back and reading and I'm just going to keep pushing, pushing content out and just, it is what it is. And, you know, people still connect with it because it's authentic, right? It's not something that's super polished and shiny. And, um, you know, you learn as far as creatives go, you know, no matter what your medium, you really learn how to um, just, you know, evolve and, and improve your work as you go along. So it's, it's always interesting being creative. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's easy. We're all crazy. You just, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're all crazy in our own way. Yeah. Um, and I guess that kind of leads me to my next question. Um, because entrepreneurs are crazy in our own ways too, <laughs> um, when you're in a business and, um, you, you've got a very entrepreneurial spirit. You'd mentioned uh, to me that you started your first business when you were 12, um, which is pretty amazing. Um, you know, and I think some of us looking back, we're like, oh yeah, I guess I kind of kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit just to yeah. based on some of the things that you do. <laughs> I'm just curious, like, what was that business? And then what lessons did you learn from that business that you're carrying on through to your music career? So I started a pet sitting business, actually. And it was originally, I'm, I'm homeschooled. I've been homeschooled since I was around four. And um, it was originally kind of like business math, basically. My mom kind of wanted to teach me, like, here, you can make, you know, some money, but also I'm going to show you how to run a business. And, and she kind of made sure that I was involved as much as I could be. And uh, I think a lot of it, what I've learned from that business, and I'm still, I'm still actually doing pet sitting. I'm still, uh, I have like over like, like a hundred clients and oh, wow. uh, <laughs> yeah, so trying to balance two things at the same time. But I think yeah. what really, I'm, I'm so thankful for having it because I think what it really did, uh, which translate to my music career is business relations and like marketing and management and just there's so many things even if it's as simple as like pet sitting like it's not it doesn't seem like that crazy of a of a thing but it's just you're meeting people and you're you know trying to talk talk about and again business relations marketing you have to you know go around and create flyers and everything else and and I think at a at a young age it made me really understand that and to music too it's it's a business it's it's you know you're singing, you're writing, you're having fun, but on the like kind of behind the scenes, it's, it's, it's a business. So I learned how to, you know, handle myself in certain business situations that I've been in. And like I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful for my mom for, for letting me have that opportunity. And yeah, that, I think it really helped me out. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, when I was, I guess, early teens, I started babysitting mm-hmm. and, you know, I guess that's always, you know, kind of, especially for, for girls, 
our, you know, our first step into to earning our own money in business yeah. um, a lot of the time. And it's, you know, it's similar. And like, you know, you mentioned it's, I mean, if you've got a hundred clients, that's amazing yeah. Thank you. <laughs> to have that many. I mean, I think I had maybe one or two families I babysat for <laughs> so, <laughs> to have, but to have that, but then to have people who trust you, especially, mm-hmm you know, I've got my cat and she's my baby. And like, mm-hmm. I only trust certain people with her, Yeah, no, I, yeah. you know, and, and, and so to have, I mean, you get that level of trust, you, you learn those skills. I mean, I'm sure there's negotiation skills that you learn oh, too, yeah. which is yeah. super important for yeah. the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when, you know, you start getting, getting bigger mm-hmm. and start getting contracts and all that, mm-hmm. you really need to know all of those skills. So that's, that's pretty cool. And then, and then, like you said, e- even if it is just pet sitting, there's businesses that are built out of that now. Exactly. Um, you know, yeah. there's, there's, what is it? Um, WAG, which is dog walking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I came across one because I wasn't sure. Yeah. I needed somebody for my cat. Um, I, I wasn't sure if my roommate was going to be around to, to, um, to take care of her. So I'm like, I need somebody. <laughs> and like I said, I only have a few people I trust, but they're not around for here right now. There's an app called Meow Meow Tell, and it's basically a cat sitting app. <laughs> I was that's like, awesome. that's really cool. So, so even if it's something like very simple like that, like it can turn into like you've got a full business from it. There's people who are making, you know, the Ubers of pet sitting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hire somebody to, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. And then to, to, to realize, you know, at such a young age to understand all that, I think a lot of people don't get it right. You get these yeah. you get artists that come into the industry and they don't have a clue about the business side. So for you right. to, to have that, you have a leg up already. Before, I feel like before, like you ever go in the you know a bigger thing like music or acting or whatever you need to kind of understand that really business business aspect of it and I think a lot of kids and I think that's a problem with like a lot of child actors and their families they kind of just jump into it and just think oh it's so fun and we're gonna act or we're gonna go sing but it's like you need to understand that it is and it is a business and there's a lot of scumbags out there who will take it up because you're not even coming into it and that's the other thing too about, about as you were saying pet sitting is trust and I mean, clients who I mean I I've not realized like there are a lot of animals who are aggressive and you know some who are really like some are who are disabled and whose owners are like very very like freaked out when they're, when they're away from their animals <laughs> so being able to have that trust from people as well is like yeah it's, a, it's an incredible feeling yeah. Oh no. I'm, I mean, my cat's healthy and I'm still, <laughs> still get paranoid when I'm away from her. Yep, that's me. That's me. So she's, she's, um, she's got, uh, was a separation anxiety, I think. So mm, yeah. <laughs> super my, attached yeah. to me. And I was away for two and a half weeks at the end of September, beginning of October. And I was like, I feel so bad because <laughs> I've been, you know, we've been home with the, with the mm-hmm. pandemic. We've, I've been home with her for what is it now? Six months? Seven? No, eight months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Eight months straight. And then I go away for, for three weeks. And I was like, bye. See, see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Two days. My cats um, don't care. Like I'm two, two days away from my cats. And they, I just come back and they're like, oh, hey, where's my food? Yeah. I wish, I kind of wish mine was like that in some ways, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I digress. <laughs> um, I don't know if you, you've, do you play out? Do you play live shows out or when, 
I guess before all this started happening, were you playing out at all? No, not really. Cause I didn't have, I played like at open mics, I guess, like a, like a couple okay. times, but just more for like getting a taste of what it would be like to perform live. But I was still trying to figure out, should I perform my music? And then it's like going back mm. in the studio and not performing live. And I want to go out and like start performing live again and like open mics, but I'm like, even though I have yeah. opportunity, it's still like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, cause I guess I was kind of going down the line of, um, you know, when, when you are connecting with your audience, you know, on, on, on Instagram and Facebook or mm -hmm. you, the, the, the tools that you use, you know, I was just wondering if you'd had to pivot to do, you know, more online, more online showcases or live streams and how you kind of took your career and, and shifted, I guess. Um, yeah. Have you been doing anything like that? I have a couple coming up soon, um, but I, I'm still, it's still as scary, which is kind of funny. Like I'm still <laughs> as nervous as I would be like performing live. It's like soon and I forgot what they're called, but I will definitely promote the crap out of them before they come out. So, and we'll, we'll, uh, I'll follow, I'll follow you on, on Instagram and, and the social media and we'll, we'll share those as well. Um, so. but yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, you know, it is different. I mean, if, even for me, like I have never done uh, Instagram live <laughs> myself because oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just, I'm like, I don't, what am I going to, like, you feel like you're kind of talking into the abyss <laughs> like, mm -hmm, exactly. and I'm like, I, I'll do the recorded and then I'll put it up on stories because then mm -hmm. I can go back and be like, I don't like what I said there <laughs> and I can edit it and change it. But live is a whole different beast. And, oh, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's been interesting to watch the way people pivoted. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, and shifted. And, um, you know, and I think that's cool that you're, you're going to be able to do some live, some Instagram lives and connect with people that way. And I think yeah. it's good too, cause it's, it's more global, right? Like mm -hmm. it's not, mm -hmm. I go to a show in one location. It's I'm, I'm playing for people. I mean, oh, really cool. around the world. Yeah. 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 It's, so. it's, it's scary, but it's also like exciting to get everything out. And that's the other thing I think that, um, everything, that happened, you know, through COVID and everything else, a lot of businesses are having to evolve and change their marketing. And it's a whole different beast we're dealing with, even for bigger companies. It's like, how do we do this? Because we can't have this many people here. And it's everything is just, it's changing rapidly. And I think that even when all of this is done and we're done with all this and we're comfortable to go outside and everything else, I think mm -hmm. business has changed forever. In my, in my own opinion. Yeah. And especially the music business. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I know eventually live shows will come back and, and people, people are trying. I mean, um, one of my favorite artists has been doing drive up, uh, drive, yeah, drive up uh, tours, which is pretty cool. So, um, you know, a lot of these places that are hosting these drive-in movies mm -hmm. are host starting to do concerts. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah. And, um, so he's actually, I think, I think it's this weekend. I think he's in, I think he is in Texas this weekend, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, doing, doing them. Um, let me see. I, I want to say he might actually be in your city. What artist is it? Uh, Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. Oh, it's Cedar park. Never mind. Okay. It's, Cedar near, park, it's like Texas. 25 minutes. It's close. Oh, okay. It's not yeah. bad then. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, so basically just setting up and he started them here in, in, uh, California and in, in Anaheim, he did, um, I think it was three, three nights in a row and it was such a big hit that he started going around the country. So he did two in New Jersey, he did two in Illinois, and then he started doing this more of like a tour. So two nights, um, I think it's every, it was supposed to be every weekend in, um, different cities. Mm -hmm. But I think actually I was looking, my parents live in Phoenix and he was doing two in Phoenix next weekend. And I looked at getting tickets to go. I was like, you know, mom, come with me. (laughs) Let's, (laughs) let's go to a show. Uh, I couldn't get my brother to go with me. So I was like, let's go to a show, but I'm glad I didn't buy tickets because he actually just canceled, I guess, um, due to the COVID situation, which I think is kind of interesting because it's meant to take the place of, you know, having, you could, you can be socially distanced at these shows. So I'm not quite sure what that was about, but, um, but just to see that. And then artists who are, I heard of uh, artists playing in venues. So they'll go Mm -hmm. to an empty venue and to support the venue. So they'll sell tickets and they'll do a live stream. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's, it's definitely shifted our industry. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like I said, I think this is like, going to be changed forever and even if it kind of starts going back to normal I think we'll still take parts of what we've done here and put it into the time that's Mm -hmm. not crazy and all the stuff's going on yeah I mean it it totally shifted our world that's for sure oh yeah I'm working from home I probably won't ever go back to an office so yeah it's um yeah it's interesting Mm -hmm. definitely crazy year 2020 it's yeah The beginning of the end. It's somebody, it's somebody who you know, very sh- like just straight and like super professional person, um, sent a message and was like, "2020, make it stop." <laughs> exactly. It's like oh. that's hilarious. So have people who are just like so you know, and I've tried to avoid, you know, saying, "Oh, 2020 is canceled." You know, like yeah, yeah. I've, I've been trying to stay positive and find all the mm-hmm. silver linings in it. Um, mm-hmm. But for, for someone who like is like that, like me to say something like that, I was like, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think everybody's um, like, imagine like the people who are in 2017 and 2016, like, oh, that was a horrible year. It's like, just wait. Just oh, I know wait. that's, I was thinking about that. Like I had some people say to me that last year, 2019 was terrible. And I can't wait for 2020. And I'm like, yeah. and I don't ever want to hear you say it's a terrible year again. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I can't wait to be like older and like my kids are complaining and I'd be like, really? Really? You're complaining? Yeah. Right <laughs> want to know what happened in 2020? <laughs> yeah, you want to know? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, so shifting gears a little bit here. Um, on the on the podcast, we talk a lot about, um, you know, being a female in the music industry, um, you know, trying to find your place you know, whether you're male or female in the industry and, and really build up your career. Um, and one of the things we talk about is, you know, the obstacles or any kind of resistance that people have come across as they're trying to build their career. So I'm just curious, have you come across anything like that, um, either as a female or because of your age? And then how did you overcome that? Um, I dealt with early on somebody who was um, like my first producer working with and we weren't crazy wary of it. And we were just like, again, like that, just going in naive. And they, I kind of like started, we started talking about the music and I was like, I'm not really feeling this. And this really isn't like my style I feel. And then they were like, 
well, I spent 10 hours doing this. Do you want to do it then? Or you want to spend 12 <laughs> hours doing this? And I'm like, whoa, dude, I'm just saying. And like, I've definitely experienced the, the aspect of you're young, you're a woman, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, I'm better at this. I'm a man. I'm in my 40s. I've been doing this for this long. And I'm like, oh, so I've I definitely experienced definitely the, the as ageism, but reversed, like you're young, you don't know what you're right. talking about. I'm better than you. I know more. And it's like, okay, but I have some input. <laughs> can, you, right. can, this, can you at least respect music. what I'm saying somewhat? Yeah. So yeah, def- and, and especially the ages. I'm like, I don't feel like, I mean, I've been told like everybody thinks I'm like 22 years old and I'm like, I'm only 16. And I think <laughs> nobody, everybody, they hear my age and then they treat, they like, you know, talk down to me always. And it's like, I'm still a person. You don't have to just like talk down to me no matter what to be treated with respect you know right and you know it's collaborate right that that's Mm -hmm. my big thing is it's like you know it's it's your music and it's your vision Mm -hmm. and even if you know you've got somebody who you're working with who is more experienced who has that um you know you spent like you said 10 hours on (laughs) working on it like you know take take your opinion into consideration and mm-hmm. you know because you don't want to be you don't want to be paying for something that's not what you want exactly exactly right and 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 you know then you kind of going back to earlier like you know when you we look back at you know being, being the perfectionist selves that we are um <laughs> looking back at that work that we did and being like well that's that's not me right and yeah. and I think right now authenticity is so important and mm-hmm. you know that something like that I don't that wouldn't be your your true authentic self exactly exactly and I think a lot of people get on like this is my always my my pet peeve about people being authentic it's like I feel like a lot of people that authentic authenticity and made it into a brand you know what I mean like there's like people right. who are authentic and like I'm myself this is what I'm doing and then there's some people who are like I'm authentic and <laughs> and I love, I'm vegan, like all this other stuff. And I, I kind of took that and made it into this brand and this sort of, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I feel like people are kind of like striving for that authentic brand, quote unquote, and not being authentic, if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. And I've had a couple pop up in my mind as you were talking about that. <laughs> There's some, some artists, um, you know, who are bigger, who you know, sometimes you can tell like, okay, that was something posted by their team. Yep. Um, yep. But at the same time, there's a lot that they do themselves. And that's mm-hmm. the thing what I appreciate a lot about, especially about, um, you know, social media these days is, is a lot of people, a lot of artists want to maintain control of it. Mm-hmm. And, Which is and they good. want to, to talk to their, to their fans and their audience and people themselves. And I think that's important uh, for their careers, right? Yeah. And especially to be able to be like, I'm a being and I'm not, you know, like some, like, again, we were talking about in the beginning, like actors and singers, they seem so unreachable and that they're, they're like these greater people. And it's like, Hey, I'm like everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I, and that's what I do be like for people to be like, I'm like everybody else. And I just Mm -hmm. people and you know, go about my day and not be treated like I'm some completely different species. Right. 
And, and to show, you know, in that way too, to show your vulnerabilities. Um, I have a business mentor, I have a business mentor who she, um, you think, you know, all these entrepreneurs, you know, you see what they post and it's always like sunshine and rainbows Mm -hmm. and, you know, and then, and then she's kind of a, a little bit of breath of fresh air because she'll, you know, go on, you know, her stories. And there is a situation that happened probably about a year or two ago now, and it really upset her. And she just went on and she, she got, you know, really emotional and it just showed that, you know, entrepreneurship is hard. (laughs) Yeah. Things happen. And and how do you, how do you fix it? And, you know, she, she came on and she just showed her true self. And that really, I think helped everybody to connect with her. So um, I think it's, it's anyway, we're talking about being a woman in the industry, but it's, it's still important. It's still related. So yeah, I guess kind of, you know, kind of wrapping up, uh, coming towards the end of the interview here, do you have any resources, um, or advice, uh, for other women looking to, you know, start in the industry? I know, you, you know, we've talked about a few things here and there. Um, you know, is there anything that you'd recommend? Um, I think I go to my understanding business. Um, and just kind of understanding that it is really fun and it's really enjoyable and it's like a dream come true, but you need to be somewhat guarded and kind of understand that some people just roll out the welcome mat and then they drag you in and then they have you. So understanding business, being wary, having somewhat of a guard and understanding that it's not all rainbows and being cognizant of that and careful. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's an amazing and if those bad, uh, what I've always said is like, even though I've dealt with bad stuff that's happened in the industry, it's still a learning experience. I didn't experience those negative things. You learn from each of those and you take that into the next producer or writer you go to and you're like, oh, well, they're doing this. So I'm going to go to somebody else I've been through and I don't want to deal with that again. So right. just take, don't think of it as a thing that happened to you. Take it as this was a learning experience. I, I like to look at it in somewhat of a positive light. <laughs> I, I do too. I never, I don't call anything a failure. Yeah. I always say it's a, it's a learning experience. I mean, it's, it's only a failure if you don't learn from it, right? If you, if something happens and then you don't learn from it and you keep repeating the same mistake or, you know, the same going down the same path or you just give up, yeah. you know, but yeah, if it, you need to just, um, you know, see it as a learning experience and, and move forward. You know, I've had things that have totally flopped and I'm like, okay, well, how can I tweak that? How can I make that, you know, better? And and what can I learn from it and move forward? And, and I think that's, that's some great advice, especially too, when you're working with people, you know, and, and you find, like you mentioned the, the, the producers that, you know, see, because you're younger and because you're a woman that, you know, they don't want (laughs) to have your ideas and include your ideas, you know, that's, that's definitely a learning experience and you've learned from that. And, um, but yeah, it's, I think, you know, we always talk about, you know, the music, it's music business, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's, it's so important to just remember that and to, um, you know, I've, earlier this year, I I started talking about on the podcast, thinking like an entrepreneur, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're a musicpreneur. You have to, you can't just sit back and be like, well, I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. If you want this to be your career, 
Yeah. You have to be an entrepreneur about it. So that's, you know, and I think that's, I think that's where you're going to, you know, do really well because you have that experience. You have that knowledge. You have, you've, you've already done that in your pet sitting business. And now you can take all those lessons and apply them to your career and, and push it forward. Thank you. Thank you. I am hoping I, I, yeah, that's why I think somewhat that I have like, you know, not to sound arrogant or you know whatever but I think that's somewhere I have like <laughs> towards other artists I have sort of a leg up because I'm like I kind of understand yeah. business and what I need to do and what I what I shouldn't do and so no you, you definitely do I mean I have um you know former co-worker and he and I were chatting one day and I said something about um you know, I'd gone to, to school, college and grad school for music industry mm-hmm. and for the oh, music wow. business. And, and he, you know, we were, he was doing something else at the company, but he has his own artist career and he's like, Oh, you know, business part, that's, you know, <laughs> that's hard. And I'm like, and that's yeah. what I'm trying to help people with, <laughs> you, know, yeah. Like, Jeez, yeah. you know, like it's, it's more than just sitting and recording. And, and I've been watching his career as, as, you know, he's, we stopped working together and, and, you know, mm-hmm. moved on to different career paths, but, you know, he's really working on that. And it's just interesting to, um, to just to hear that from people, artists, they're like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> don't really focus on that. And you're like, you have to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You can, sometimes you can take, it's not like, it's not fun. That's the thing. It is fun. Right. It's, it's enjoyable. And that experience to be cognizant of that sketch I mean you know even if I mean and and the thing is too is like learn it and understand it Mm -hmm. and then if you if there's some part of it that you don't like that you're not good at then you can outsource that and you have somebody else help you with that right like if you don't understand accounting or want to do accounting at least understand what bills you have (laughs) Yeah, what yeah. income you have, and then give that to an accountant, right? Mm-hmm. A bookkeeper. Um, if you just don't like, I think marketing is fun. I love content marketing and social media okay. and all of that. But if you don't particularly like it, understand what platforms you're using and what message you need to get out, and then have somebody else help you with that. <laughs> have a loose base of what you need to do, and then like, yeah, go to somebody, which is, yeah, that's very important. Very, yeah. I guess that kind of, kind of brings like, I, I would think about this earlier and I totally forgot to ask you, um, you know, as you start building up your career, like for you, what kind of marketing are you doing? Like, are you doing a lot of social media? Um, you know, and I guess with your EP too, what are you looking towards for, for that, for PR and whatnot? I'm always just curious cause I love marketing. So <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I've, I've done a lot. I think everybody just all pushes social media, social media. And at times I feel like it's hard to kind of break through. Um, but I've, I'm doing like boomers and people who are not like exactly young and hippies, <laughs> but Facebook, Instagram, TikTok is obviously a lot have exploded on there. Um, doing the live, getting out to people who wouldn't have never heard me. Um, I think those are the really important parts of, of, of at least for the marketing. And, I, and I'm still trying to learn how artists who are big today, they sort of came up and what implementing that in my own career, hopefully again, break through that. Yeah. TikTok's one I haven't touched yet. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, it's hard. Again, it's hard to break through that because there's so many people on there. It's like a billion like people I think are on there. Some wow. crazy number like that. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, and I guess it's a good thing because they were going to shut it down in the U.S. So, you know, and, and a lot of people made their careers on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, that's it's a good thing they didn't. But um, yeah, I was just always curious. I'm like, how do people market? <laughs> what do you I, what do you lean learning. towards? And yeah, I mean, it's you know, marketing is its own beast too, right? It's you know, it's its own career. Like my my roommate, she does. Um, there's digital marketing, and then there's content marketing, and there's you know the social media. So it's it's there's marketing, and then there's all little pieces within it. So I guess oh, it's kind of really understanding where you want to be and where your audience is and then going from there. Um, all right. So last couple questions here before we go. Um, do you have any favorite books or podcasts or artists that inspire you and inspire your music? More of like a fun reader. So like, you know, Harry Potter and Parker books, like mystery books. I was to say books that may help, help me kind of think creatively more uh, I think artists really inspire me. I think like that my top two artists that was like influential towards me is like, I know I'll tell you reasons why some might seem a little confusing, but uh, the reason for Brendan Urie is that he's evolved so much throughout his career and stayed relevant. And I think it's the same with Taylor Swift because she's such a business woman. And I think she, I think mm-hmm. that's she, why she's so successful is she understands she understands the marketing she understands that she needs to continue evolving continue switching it up so that people keep their eyes on her and I think that I'm trying like take again I watched her I watched her documentary on that and kind of been like oh this is what I need to start doing um, in my hand and everything else and and like I said Brian he's, he's an incredible, incredible artist but he's knows how to evolve and he knows how to stay relevant and see what's you know as they say hitting the scene you know uh right. I think yeah I think those would be my top like two influential business business uh, artists who definitely inspire me yeah I was gonna ask if you'd seen the Taylor. I haven't watched a Taylor Swift uh, documentary yet but I was gonna ask if you'd seen that and oh it's so um, good yeah, I, it's, I That's don't really watch good. much TV. So it's, it's one of the things like I have Netflix, <laughs> I have Hulu, but I don't really watch anything. So yeah, I, um, I 100% I, recommend that. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely really check that out. But um, yeah, I mean, she, I mean, just the different things she does, even just down to like the Easter eggs in her videos and her, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of, there's some, sometimes people try to connect things with the things she does. And I'm like, I don't see that. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, she is a marketing genius. Oh, you she know, is. she she knows exactly what, you know, how to get her message out there, how to get her music out there. And um, you know, I haven't listened to a lot of her music since she switched from country. Um, I mm-hmm. saw her um open for what was it George Strait back in 2006. <laughs> like six or seven like right when she was first like starting and so I kind of I started following her career from there and then when she moved pop I was kind of like oh like I listened to a few songs but I I haven't really listened much and then when she dropped um folklore was it folklore um this summer I was like I listened to it I I wasn't you know I was kind of like oh another you know Taylor Swift album 
that's genius what she did. <laughs> and yeah. then my, one of my, one of my best friends, she's like, no, you have to listen to it because it's, it's more your style, um, mm-hmm. because of the people that produced it and, and the sound of it. And I went and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, she, she definitely, she's definitely got that, um, you know, the, well, the marketing, marketing brain too, but like, yeah. just, you know, always constantly evolving and shifting. And it was, I think the album was perfect timing too, for what was going on in the world. And yeah, especially um, I, people definitely needed it. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the, I never, I never listened to her music. I haven't listened to a ton of it, but I just think she's just such an amazing like businesswoman. Like I, I yeah. admire her so much. For that. I think a huge fan of her music, but again, you still have to admire her for how long she's been relevant She's still mm-hmm. extremely relevant, even like she's been doing music for what, almost probably like 20 years or something like that. Like she started when she was yeah. like in her teens and she's still like huge. Everybody knows her. So that's where yeah. I really, really admire her. Yeah, no. And then, um, and then Brennan Yuri too. I mean, even, even down to, he was in Kinky Boots yeah. on Broadway, yeah. right? Like he's, exactly. he's definitely one that has, you know, shifted from being part of, you know, the, you know, mid 2000s pop punk band, <laughs> emo <laughs> band, however you wanted to call it. Uh-huh. And then just really like his career is, is all over, all over the map, but he's really, he's smart about it. Right. Oh, he's, exactly. he's definitely yeah. someone to, to pay attention to and to follow. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember being like, oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever seen like a I mean, I don't really, I don't know if I want to label Panic at Disco as like emo, but I've never seen like someone from one of those kinds of pop punk emo bands go to Broadway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's something that you don't see. And, and it was, it was really like, all right, he's, he knows what he's doing and he's, he's got a really good career out of him. So he's definitely one to follow as well he's smart too because think about like people who are in the broadway scene who would have never listened to his music and then like go and listen to his music and you expand that audience which is so important yeah well and then um i think he was it i don't know if he produced it or whatever but the they did the um reimagining the greatest showman oh yeah so they took yeah, yeah that album where it was all you know they took all of the songs from the greatest showman they took the entire soundtrack and then mm-hmm. it's all pop artists and and yep. other bands and whatnot. So that was pretty cool too. I remember just being like, "All right," because he, <laughs> yeah. he did Panic at Disco did the the title track. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's um, just to see that, yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those two are definitely two to follow if you want to be inspired mm-hmm. in an entrepreneurial and musical sense too. So yeah, yeah, they're all um, of them. Oh, they are. <laughs> Um, all right. So last question before we go, where can my audience find and connect with you? And then I guess find your music when it comes out. Um, so connect with me, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. All of them are Sophia Warren music. And hopefully my music will probably be around, be out like on all platforms. So I'm using, you know, distro kids. So I mean, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, anywhere where you can find music, I will be. So hopefully you'll hear soon. <laughs> All right. I will uh, link to the, the social platforms uh, in the show notes so that everybody can find you, follow you, and then they can see when your, your album's getting released. And, and also um, 
find information about your upcoming live streams. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Sophia. This was uh, an amazing talk. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.